Hello, Fernando. So good to see you. I'm uh, Jacqueline Gerasimides. I work with CMM, and it is our incredible pleasure and honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for coming here and giving of your time. I know that it is an important subject that we're talking about today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You know, um, for those that don't really know, tell us a little bit about what is the terminology human trafficking really mean? Because like you said before, there's such a broad spectrum of that word that many people don't really understand and are coming to learn slowly, slowly. But I'd like to hear from you. What does it mean when we talk about human trafficking exactly? Uh, okay, I'll do my best. I'm not very, uh, we'll give you the educational terminology of it. But, you know, the, the closest that I know it, the UN has the like close to the correct um, definition with, where there's an act, the means, and the reason why they do it. But um, human trafficking is basically not only robbing you from your freedom, but it also robs you from your identity. Um, a lot of uh, victims, the the symbolism taking their passport is also is like taking their identity. But it's Okay, it's more common than you think, and when we give a broad definition to it, we make it more further away or more distant. Like, well, that only happens, let's say, in Africa or the Dominican Republic, but it happens in the U.S. as well. But it's um, basically more deception than anything. It's not too much kidnapping like we see in the movies. It does happen, mm -hmm. but it's more deception and fraud than anything else. Um, in the U.S., uh, what the trafficker uses was called grooming. Mm -hmm. They groom the teens or uh, the victims via Facebook because um, oh. basically the everybody puts their lives on Facebook. You know, That's true. You know, today I had this done or oh, my parents get me so mad because they didn't let me. So the groomers, they you know, that they make a profile mm -hmm. and then they start oh. befriending you and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's a hard topic um, mm -hmm. or hard definition to say, but it's um, different tactics, different techniques, mm -hmm. different part of the world. So mm -hmm. but human trafficking is. So how does like, one end up becoming in, uh, you know, one of those victims? I mean, obviously nobody starts off that way, you know, but they end up in a horrible situation like that and you obviously thank god rescue them but how did how do they get to that place and the testimonies that you have heard from people how do they how do they get there to begin with yeah um most of it is by the friends their friends that got trafficked in the first place mm -hmm. um they see how via instagram or something that their friends are living the life mm -hmm. um taking photos in the beach or in a fancy mm -hmm. restaurant but it's not the friends that spend money is the, cl the client that had them for that day spending the money mm. and then they reach out and say what, what are you doing what, what kind of work are you doing so for the friends to lower their debt or get um closer to freedom they tell their friends um oh yeah you can come here and work at this nightclub or this because mm -hmm. um, it's not the trafficker per se that's reaching out to these victims it's mm -hmm. the friends that's reaching out to these victims and they come and they get mad as like, what what did you bring me here? You lied to me and stuff like that. But it's mm -hmm. for them to get closer to their freedom mm -hmm. or lower their debt because once they get to their place, let's say um in Haiti or whatever, mm -hmm. it's automatically three thousand dollar debt 
for the flights mm -hmm. or whatever. From there, the debt keeps going up because they have to pay for their living quarters. The traffickers don't don't supply uh, where they're gonna live. They have to pay for their own food. The yeah. traffickers sometimes drug them, and they have to pay for their own drugs. Oh man! Yeah. So it keeps going up and up and up and up, mm -hmm. and it's like never. So they become a slave. Exactly. They pay that debt no exactly. matter what, and then they have they get you know placed in a situation where they have to do certain things. In order to fulfill that debt and pay back that debt, yes, obviously. yes. Um, so they have to have, um, where my experience for the past mm -hmm. seven years, at least sleep with 15 to 20 men a day. Really, yes, wow. so if they don't meet that quota, then they have to pay that out of their own pocket what they trafficker. So, if, um, for example, when we so talk, do they have us? I know this sounds horrible, but yeah. it, do they have it like a going rate? Yes. Per day that yes, they have to, day. like exactly. a quota that they have to establish. Yes. yes. Mm. And the victims have a notebook that they write it down themselves. Like, look, I slept with this guy. I made you this amount of money because they never, they never received that money. Maybe a $10 out of $200, you know, mm. um, uh, a state, you know. Right. Because, um, we talked about that. It's like the third rising, um, money-making business, mm -hmm. right? So I'll break it down to you. Uh, average victim mm -hmm. will cost, let's say, $200 per hour, you know, for a okay. uh, person to sleep with her. Okay. An average trafficker, let's say, have 10 victims. Mm -hmm. So automatically, in one hour, how much money does he make there, you know, in just one yeah, hour? Right. With 10 victims at mm -hmm. $200 an hour. Yeah. So the average victim work 15 hours a day. 15 hours? Are yes, you kidding me? Yes. 15 hours? And that's just being nice. I'm just being nice. Some, yeah. some don't have to be 24 hours. Wow. So 15 hours a day, $200 an hour, 10 victims. How much money is that? Mm -hmm. And then you multiply that by 30 days, which is a month. Easily, he's making $600,000 a yeah. month. So do the traffickers say you have to pay this debt in this time frame? Is that why they work more hours? Like yeah, 15 the more, hours, 24 hours? Yeah, the more hours you make, the more money you make, the more you can debt you know so right. they want their money right away mm -hmm. and they know that after you do that for so long mm -hmm. and it's embedded in you that you're mm -hmm. going to with them you're out of debt but they some of the victims still stay in doing well it. that's what i was going to ask you when you pay your debt what happens to the person yeah they mostly stay because they can send money back home to their kids oh, to their sick grandmother or whatever and that's all they know how to do now you know in that set country and a lot of them like when we used to have venezuelan uh, women come down there were doctors, lawyers. I I, I recently read you on that new five languages, including all and Chinese. Yes. yes, professional people. Uh, professional get people stuck in that yes. kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, that is incredibly sad, isn't it? Yes. So you know, you mentioned a little bit about signs of human trafficking. What can a regular person who has no idea, but maybe sees a scenario happening in front of them, and they feel uncomfortable about it, but they really don't know what they are seeing and experiencing can you explain a little bit about what are some of those signs that you are teaching and training people to observe yeah well one of them if you speak to a uh, a woman or a girl and this all mm -hmm. they always have someone with them it could be another female mm -hmm. it could be a male mm -hmm. and that person speaks for them when you ask them questions right okay if you're a let's say a john because we don't and in, in most of the countries i work in we don't rest the johns because is legal so you mm -hmm. know rest the john's there but let's say you know you're r1 because mm -hmm. you know well this is a christian talk but you know you never know anyways 
Right. The difference between a prostitute and victim of human trafficking is that you pay the prostitute directly, but the victim of human trafficking, you don't pay her directly. You got to pay the person that's with her. Okay. And she doesn't choose her clients. She don't choose how many hours she can do. She don't choose, you know, how many times. But the, the, the prostitute can. If they don't want to work tomorrow, they don't have to work tomorrow. But the victim has to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have victims work through their period. They have to work through their period. Mm-hmm. Their menstrual cycle it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yes, yes. Wow, that is incredibly sad. Yes, we have testimony that uh, you know on, on one of our undercover agents heard the woman, mm-hmm. the female driver saying, "I don't care if she's sick. She has to work today. You know, like they don't care if you're hungry, sick, menstrual cycle, COVID, whatever. You're going to work." Oh, wow. You want to work if the client wants you because they sell you like like uh, meat, you know, in the catalog. They send you know I have in my actually phone right now. A traveler has sent me over eighty photos of women that he has. So you know you choose like, like buying anything from Amazon. You know you just mm-hmm. choose. I want this girl, and if she's sick, but you want her, but you don't know she's sick. They're gonna send it to you uh, to uh, to you anyway because they want that money. So they just ship that woman to wherever that person is it's paying for them yeah like if um normally they're in the area like if you go to uh malaysia yeah and then they'll send you who you know the woman's already in malaysia you know mm-hmm. and then you're like i want her then they send her in a taxi but the taxi is really the security slash yeah transporter yeah. but they say oh you have to pay the taxi the taxi guy mm-hmm. waits there until you finish with her depending how many you could either buy hours or overnight mm-hmm. but they do not leave they stay there waiting make sure that she doesn't escape mm-hmm. you know so it's um you're watched 24 7 yeah so that's one of it the woman or is always has someone there with her do they have anything like ankle bracelets or any kind Depend- of tracking system yeah. or no. so that they don't escape depending what country depending on what country okay. sometimes they're actually branded with tattoos oh, okay. um we have one recently that i see with snake Huh. Um, and a couple of victims, mm. and sometimes they have uh, the bracelets with, like, like you said, like a tracking system. But then, what, what country or the sophisticated the trafficker is? Because you have your mom and pop traffickers that's their own actual parents. That are you um, serious? Wait, wait. Yes, their own parents. Yes, the mom no. and pops. Am I really hearing this? Their own parents. Yes, we have cases of that with um, three-year-olds, four-year-olds. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, that is incredibly sad. That is so incredibly sad that a parent would do that to their own children. Yeah, they, they pimp out their 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 teens. Like we we rescued two teens from her mom, mm-hmm. and when we raided the house, there was no one in the house but the nine months year old baby and the bed alone about to fall. And we got to mm-hmm. grab her before she fell. And you know, mm-hmm. nine months year old. Mm-hmm. Don't know if they were doing anything with her or not. Well. The mom was being, you know, trafficking her two daughters in the streets. Wow, so, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. So you have your mom and pop traffickers, then you mm-hmm. have the sophisticated traffickers that have, um, um, like, you know, Ukrainian women's and, and Dominican public, for example, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a, a long range of um, people. I'm sure it's very hard to keep track on the ways that they are branded. You know, yeah. you mentioned about the, the actual ankle bracelets or that kind of tracking mm-hmm. system, but it, 
type of tattoos mm -hmm. and all of that kind of information slowly, slowly that's coming up and everyone I'm sure is doing something different as yes. they go along. And as they're being found out and they say, well, this isn't going to be working anymore. So we're going to have to change that to facilitate a different way mm -hmm. or undercover, under codes. I mean, where does this ever end? It will never end. We. <laughs> That's why they're afraid that's end human trafficking. That's uh, a lie from saying you will never end human trafficking. What I'm here to do is disrupt human trafficking, but you will not end it just like drugs. You know, you can disrupt it, but you will not end it. And they do change the MO, as you mentioned yeah. before. It was easier for us to go to, let's say, the residential house or the nightclub and see all the girls there. Mm -hmm. But now they're changing them every 15 days with different Airbnb. So it's mm -hmm. harder for the, us to track. Right. And they're bringing them to clubs. Mm -hmm. And then let's say they're in this club one day, then they're in this club. So it's, mm -hmm. it makes it harder for us because they always um, advance. That's why I always said in this field, mm -hmm. there's no expert in, in, in no. investigation traffickers. We always play catch up. We're always behind, you know. They change, they sleep, drink, uh, everything twenty four seven. How to, you know, maneuver, sell their their victims, and they always a step ahead of us. But yeah, we do our best. Yes, I'm, I'm sure, and I, I and I know that the Holy Spirit is the one that guides and helps, and is the one that is forever bleeding for this for those amazing victims and um, he is a restorer and we have to thank him and I know in the days ahead that he will be your great guide and is already your great guide and the one that will enlarge your network and bring angelic help and people to assist in this because it is absolutely abhorrent yes. you know the bible talks about the depths of satan and you know this is one of the most awful 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 things that we could ever see happening but it is happening and this is real everybody this is real we in america sometimes are sugar-coated and we don't really understand or see or even want to um acknowledge that these things are really happening because they're too difficult to absorb too difficult to understand and swallow but it is happening and it is real and we need to support people like our brother Fernando that literally has given his life to make a difference for the Lord and in the kingdom and to rescue these people. I mean, how, Amanda, how did you actually get into this? What caused you to accept the call and, and to, to do this? Because it's a, it's a very, it's a weighty thing that you're doing. Yes. And thank you, by the way. Thank you. We need so many more like you, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, it actually started while I was younger. Um, I grew up in a domestic violence household. Mm -hmm. uh, my father was a uh, drunken abuser and used to beat my mom and myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to help my mom, but I couldn't because I was just a kid. And, you know, my father at that, you know, as a kid, he's like taller, like a monster. So I couldn't help her at all. So I grew up unconsciously wanting to help women, mm -hmm. um, victims of abuse themselves. So every career path that I chose is based on helping others, you know. So it started really from there. It was embedded in my childhood. And then um, while I was uh, working undercover in New York and say for what and for whom or for where, but it wasn't human trafficking, mm -hmm. I had to do with terrorism. Um, <laughs> I came home one time after a couple of years of 
and no one was there waiting for me. So mm. I, you know, just wanted to start a family basically. And right. when I went to vacation in the Dominican Republic, that's um that's where I met my wife. Yeah. And <laughs> I stood there ever since, the longest vacation yeah. I ever had, 14 years. <laughs> but was worth it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but then I met um a man called Paul Peter Everett, which is mm-hmm. vice president of Anti-Trafficking Bureau. He's in Australia mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. he introduced me to anti-trafficking. Um, he's been doing it before that for 10 years in mm-hmm. um, Thailand. So right. he, he explained to me how it is. And that's like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's the closest to fighting terrorism. And I kind of missed that job. But this is, so I started doing it. And mm-hmm. you need uh person with a couple of screws loose to do this type of job but it's not for everyone you know you need some crazy guy to do it and yeah. so I left everything behind in New York um to figure income to do this in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. um because I feel like there's probably a thousand or two thousand of me here but there's only one of me in the Dominican Republic yeah and so now I'm spreading to other Latin countries I think that I didn't want I didn't want anything to do with Latin people because I thought all Latin people was about drinking beer and being their wives but yeah. God is funny and just you go to Latin countries <laughs> so <laughs> I learned my Spanish there in the streets and yeah. um that's why I, you know that's how I got into it well praise God I mean that he's using you mightily uh God knows that he needs you you know we know that we need God, but God also needs us. And so thank you so much, all of the CMF family, everybody that's watching this broadcast today, going together, praying for Fernando, that he's out on the front lines and he's really making a difference in this area of human trafficking. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Um, if you want to give further financial donations, please give it to cmm.world and we'll get that to Fernando, the amazing work that he's doing. Thank you so much. My name is John Durianzo. And I'm Rebecca Durianzo. This is our spiritual son, Fernando Figueroa. <laughs> <laughs> he's staying at our house, eating out of, eating us out of house and home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> We hadn't seen him in many years. In fact, uh, it was just the last couple of years we've been able to see him come through our town. And uh, that was a God incidence. And uh, we've been enjoying his presence at least once a year for the last three years. But uh, really, the last time we saw you before that was like 20, what? Uh, okay. Long time ago. Um, 2019 something, 1996 or something. Yes, <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fernando stayed with us. Um, for uh, a few months when um, he wanted to graduate from high school and he was living in a situation which was not conducive to that. And he was actually a surprise child (laughs) who came to our house. We um, had been asked to take in another student, which we um, agreed to. And um, the other student brought Fernando with him. So they walked in the door and uh, I looked to my husband and I said, oh, I guess we have two. <laughs> so two for one special. Yes. And um, I have to confess, um, Fernando, I am so sorry. I didn't know what a te- how much a teenager needs to eat. And I would limit yeah. them in the morning. And I would say, you can have one bowl of cereal because yeah. I had two little ones. I was pregnant. And um, I didn't realize how much 
people eat. I feel very bad about that. Hasn't changed. We didn't know you were allergic to mushrooms until this morning. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what this is. This is a question that I would ask. Okay, so you've got all over America. We've got millions of what I would say describe myself as an average person. Okay, back then I did what I knew to do. I We housed you for a little bit and things like that. Um, but now with what you're doing, how can I help? How can the average woman who's got a couple of kids and things like that, what would be the protocol? What would be the protocol? How can I contribute? I, you know, I don't have, you know, $10 million to suddenly buy you a facility to house these people. But what what can we do and become this this army of homemakers and fathers? How can we become an army that is behind you, yeah. that all together we link our arms together and help? Well, first off, um, education. First, you need to educate yourself of what is human trafficking, because uh, without that knowledge, uh, you're just um, you're you're doing things blindly and. Uh, George has mentioned born to fly, but that's more uh, for kids, like to give um, curriculum to schools. I do have an online training and trafficking website. It's only 40 minutes long, and it's not, um, how can I say, like if you go into school, I break it down. It's not my voice, by the way. I use the modulator for, for the voice, but um, I break it down so layman people can understand because I train vastly human trafficking, even university level. And they give it to me with like, well, I don't understand that terminology really, you know, but I break it down so an average person can understand what is human trafficking. It talks about attackers, uh, traffickers profile, how they groom American um, uh, um, victims. It's only, like I said, 40 minutes long. It has handouts that you can learn. Then you can spread that awareness to your neighbor's community so they can also See, because the more people as aware, the more um, tips could come into the tip line in the U.S. or any part of the world. And that would help because no government has eyes and ears all part of their country. You are the eyes and ears. So if you give us the information, we can go and confirm that information and we can do a rescue. Um, as far as you said, $10 million, um, even $20 would go a long way, especially in third world countries mm-hmm, and, yeah. and even in Africa, Asia and Latin countries, $20 go a long way. So it doesn't have to be much. I know some people have that $20 that, well, I'm not going to give it because it's not going to do anything. No, that's a lie. You know, I've, I've been Starbucks, no, sorry, Dunkin' Donuts here um, uh, like two days ago and I see like coffee, it's like $14.99. What? You know? <laughs> in my time it was like three dollars yeah. something when I was over here. But so if you skip a cup of coffee and and donate to not not, not to only mine, but you know a, a vetted nonprofit of, of human trafficking, it will go a long way. What do you what do you feel? Um, if, do you have like if only I could had this, we could you know progress further. Is there like? in your mind kind of a plan of how to expand and help more people? Um, Something that maybe we could even approach our churches and say, hey, you know, um, Fernando needs a vehicle. Um, And, you know, to transport these people, um, you know, it would be X amount of dollars. Can we as a church come together 
and maybe uh, monthly support or, you know, at Christmas time, you know, there, there, maybe people are a little more generous and they could give more. How could, how could we, how could the average mom approach their church and make this something tangible? He needs a vehicle or he needs a bus or they need, they actually need some housing for these people or able to provide me uh, medical care, something they can tangibly go to. Um, I do have um, written that uh, the, the breakdown of everything um, for individual donors or where who, who, who would like it. They can email George and he can send to you. But yes, we don't have a vehicle. Uh, we rent the vehicles, but we don't have our own vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, we cannot use my investigator's vehicle because of the license plate, you know. Wow. Um, we don't have an office. Um, for me, it's not needed, but it is needed for the, uh, I just say, the presence of a successful, you know, business or nonprofit. So a lot of people don't take me seriously because you guys don't even have an office. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you could use rent money. Yes, yes, yes. Like for, if it was up to me, I would. It's not needed, but it is. Like I said, for other people, because in Latin countries and in most countries, if you come up with a vehicle, let's say you're a businessman, you could have zero dollars in your pocket, but you come with a, a expensive vehicle, they're really going to take you seriously. Oh, this guy got money. He's not after my money, you know? So the presence goes a long way, unfortunately, and it's the world we live in, you know what I mean? So I do need an office. I do need a vehicle and a couple other things that's on the list, you know, to um, help the victims out more, speed up. Some of the victims want to start their own business. We did help one start her own salon, Columbia. And another victim just the uh, breakdown of a business of selling shirts and hats, Christian shirts and hats, because she converted behind uh, her rescue. Wow! So she started her own business, yeah. But she was um, uh, doing it with a third party, and it's coming out expensive. So she can actually buy the equipment herself. And she said, "I mean, the breakdown comes out two thousand three hundred dollars, mm -hmm. which is nothing, but for them, it's a lot." you know yeah. and this is in Colombia and it's a Christian I can give you the, the, the Instagram of hers it's a Christian shirt and, and hat company that has great um, uh, messages on it so we do help victims that's already like getting their clear head start businesses mm -hmm. so they won't fall into it again and they can help other victims so there's uh, uh, a lot of things but I have the list um, the breakdowns and everything that can be sent to anybody that's interested and in another segment of um, these conversations with you, you did mention that you needed two more employees yes. um, to be able to fund two more employees. Yes. And it had, you were talking about $1,000 a month yeah, for, each, for yes. each one. Mm -hmm. And that would also um, keep things on the straight and narrow because mm -hmm. there is so much corruption yeah. that even the police officers mm -hmm. who are only being paid mm -hmm. 200 to 400 a month are being tempted to actually be a counter yes them. because what, what they're not being paid enough for their families oh no, that's that's the that's the issue and what happens is that if uh the american mindset you don't understand that in third world countries because people think like oh you're doing that you're going to Colombia to train police they're paying you for it no these third world countries don't have any um money there is money but the corruption <laughs> It's up there. It doesn't get to where it needs to get. Mm -hmm. So if I'm thinking, well, they have money, they should get it. No victims will get rescued. So even this corruption, I still got to do what I do, even though I know they aren't even taking my money, but it's for the victims. Everything is victim. You know what I mean? So 
the rescue, like we have a recent rescue that's going to come up hopefully by the end of this month that has to do with boys being dressed up as girls. Um, and there's four cases in that area. It's going to cost us a lot of money because we pay the gas food mm -hmm. for over 200 personnel to go and do these rescues. So this is not being paid for by, by the, the government. government. Negative. All right. Okay, Christians, <laughs> moms, dads. Yeah, that's great. We're better. We need help. So, so we're going to wrap things up, okay? But before we do, I'm going to ask uh, my brother to pray for everybody. And, and I'm just going to say one word of thanksgiving, a major word of thanksgiving to uh, Dr. Parrott. George, you've just been a blessing to us. A couple of years ago, I just had an impression that uh, Fernando needed to take this to the next level. And even though he works with his hands, <laughs> uh, I know his heart. I knew, I knew that he needed validation, uh, maybe even more than he realized it. You know, I, and I went to Pastor George and I asked him, uh, would you be willing to interview uh, my friend Fernando and see if he's a candidate for ordination? And uh, it didn't take long before uh, he agreed. Day. Same day. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> but, not only, but not only that, now I call him Reverend Rambo. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so again, thank you. And I also want to thank... Uh, I, my friends, who one of the folks who interviewed you, Steve and Karen, Williams, that they love you very much, and uh, they've been praying for you, and they were there when we when you were ordained. So that was I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, my turn. You, you two are one of the, the three <laughs> key people that led me to do what I'm I'm doing. You know. So John and Rebecca, Nick and Mera and his wife, and another one. If you probably don't know this, Minister Donald Summer, Somerville installed me how to be a man and how to be a Christian man. You know, so I was a savage, wild kid, you know what I mean? And um, uh, thanks to the grace of God and that I can get to you people, because if not, I'd probably either be dead or in jail, following the same footsteps of the area that I lived in, or my father, or, or like my other brothers, or whatever. But you guys installed something I, I never forget. And every rescue that I do, you guys are still a part of it one way or the other. So those victims also have to thank you guys, the three guys that I mentioned, including the, the Renzos, because uh, I didn't have to rob anybody because they fed me, um, took showers in the house and everything. And so it's it's thanks to people like them. So give forward. You never know who you are. Some, sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes you're helping, but just one person and it pays it forward. You know, that's that's all that counts. So again, it had to do with love. Because if they were judging me or talking to me about hell or whatever, I'm living hell. You're not telling me anything new. It's all about love. They 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 showed it. Yeah. They don't preach it, and that's what helped me go through. So love is very important. Stop with the religion, the rituals, uh, and stuff. Because religion, if you study what it means in Greek, it means to tie back up again, to bind back up again. So your religion, you're you're getting enslaved again. So stop that stuff, man. It just you know, love. Thank you. You know, and I think you're also, um, you're an example of where all these things that Satan meant for evil, <laughs> Jesus, yes. God turned it for good. Mm -hmm. And look what is coming from all of the pain he went through. So, and, and if you're experiencing some things in your life and you say, how could anything good come out of this? Mm -hmm. Just give it to the Lord because Amen. So we have an example. Prayer, here. my brother. That was beautiful. Great segue. For me? Yeah. Uh, 
Lord, with today's grace that's sufficient for us, my Lord, I thank you for your new mercies this morning, your loving kindness, your glory, your honor, and your favor. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your protection, through six degrees upon us all, my Lord, your peace that passes understanding, your provision, your prosperity, and your patience, my Lord. Thank you for opening doors and no man can shut and open doors and no man can. Thank you for opening doors and no man can close and close doors and no man can open, my Lord. Ask you for your health upon us all, my Lord, body, soul, and mind. Also, ask you for your strength and energy, wasn't knowledge in the sermon, my Lord. I thank you and I pray this prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen.